Tell me if this sounds like you. You have a brilliant idea for a podcast, an idea that's refreshing in a sea of existing podcasts, but you don't know where to begin. Enter Buzzsprout. As a Buzzsprout user from my show's beginnings, I can tell you it has made podcasting easier. Buzzsprout gets your show listed on every major podcast platform, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You get detailed analytics to see how people are listening, audio players you can drop into other websites, and more. Buzzsprout is also passionate about helping you succeed. They publish new blog posts, YouTube videos, and podcast episodes every week so you can hear from podcasters who live and breathe podcasting. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, visit the link in our show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Hi, this is Jenna Rain, and you're listening to my interview on Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to the Pop Nerd Lounge Podcast. I'm Steph Pham. Each episode, I sit down with the creative to hear their story in a casual, informative, and empathetic conversation. Thanks for joining us for a special bonus episode. My guest's popularity exploded when her single, See You Later 10 Years, went viral on TikTok. Now part of the highly regarded Warner Records label, she's taking her career to the next level. We chat about her days with the Septian Entertainment Group, the growth of her song, See You Later, and what it's like to turn a record into a feature. You know what time it is. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Jenna Rain. Welcome to Popner Lounge. My guest today is Jenna Rain. Jenna, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, of course. Thank you for having me. Where does your musical story begin? Oh, probably in third grade. I asked my parents if I could join the talent show. And my mom asked me what my talent was because we are not a musical family. And I told her I wanted to sing and play the piano and sing Adele, Rolling in the Deep. And that's where it all started. Pretty bold. Pretty bold. Yeah. Rolling in the Deep. Wow. I like I know. it. I was, I was radiating confidence for some odd reason. I look back. I don't know how I had that much confidence, but I did. I definitely <laughs> did. <laughs> Speaking of growing up, in an interview, you said you had a big and vivid imagination growing up. Do you still consider to have that big imagination? And does it help you throughout your creative process? Oh, yes, I definitely do. I think it's that creativity has stuck with me. It's helped me with songwriting as well because I'm able to write for other people and write from my followers perspective. They ask me all the time to write songs for them. And it's, it's very easy when you're creative and you keep an open mind. And when I was little, I had that same exact mindset. You also had a sports and athletic background. Was there any carryover between sports and your music i.e. like teamwork, discipline, work ethic? Oh, 100%. My dad was my coach growing up for softball. And I loved being part of a team. And everything in my eyes is a team effort. You're not, you know, you're not going solo. Even as a solo career, I have a whole team behind me. And it's kind of helped me become a leader as well. I never want to overpower other people's opinions, but it's it's helped me feel confident in co-writing with other people. And when being in the studio and just, you know, coming up with ideas together versus trying to take control over the room and having that work ethic as well has been very helpful. And I, I have seen myself as more disciplined than 
a lot of my friends, if I'm being completely honest, and honestly, a lot of other artists that I've met. So it's it's nice to have that background coming from an athlete to the music industry is completely different, but in some some way, it's been very helpful. Now, you said something interesting to me that caught my ear, which is that you, you state your opinion, but you don't want to feel like you're overpowering the room or over-controlling the room or whatnot. So how do you state your opinion or state your vision without feeling like you're overstepping? Yeah. I, I think it depends really what you're, who you're working with. Um, when I'm working with Ryan Tedder, it's, it's been a, a bit harder for me. Like our first two sessions, it was very difficult for me to voice my opinion. And I was like, okay, just remember who you are. Remember that you're a singer songwriter and you have just as much to say. And there's also been other situations where I'm writing with kids my age, where I feel like I'm, I have the tendency to speak too much, or I never want to shut down other people's opinions too quickly. I always want to keep an open mind and let everybody contribute as much as they can. And it's, it's been nice having, having that um, experience of working as a team it's very helpful and it doesn't make you come off as rude and cocky and you're trying to make sure everybody gets a say and everybody gets their word out and, you know, voices their opinion. And I think that's very important because I've been on the other end where you feel like you can't voice your opinion. So it's always been important to me that I stay inclusive as long as I'm working with my team. Now, you mentioned Ryan Tedder. I was going to ask you this later throughout the conversation, but he's actually a musical hero of mine. So what is it like working with him? No, it's it's been such a dream. I mean, he's written so many hits. It's wild. And he's a legend for a reason. I mean, working with him has it's so unreal. I can't even explain it. He's such a cool guy, so family oriented and so down to earth. We have so many deep conversations about how we need to establish my sound and make every single song feel different. Every single song has been so real and authentic to me, which is so important to me as an artist. And he's really helped come up with amazing songs that I'm so excited to release. But overall, such a blessing to work with him. Such a cool guy. He's not intimidating at all. He might seem busy and in a rush a lot, but working with him has always been so fun. And he cracks so many jokes. It's He's so fun and such a cool person. <laughs> I'm so jealous. If I could have a dream guest list, he's definitely on it because he's, oh man, just like the genius that man has knows no bounds. So I have like, yeah, I'm such an awe that you get to work with him. And I'm sure that I'm going to love the songs that you guys produce together. It's just going to be amazing. And I'm so excited to hear the singles oh, that thank you're going to you. Yeah, you release. You're a Septian Entertainment Group alum. How does that experience foster your growth as an artist? Oh, that's a really cool question. I started getting lessons at Septian after my talent show that I did in third grade when my parents realized that I really wanted to take this whole music thing seriously. And Linda Septian always had faith in me and she treated me like I was an adult, even though I was 10 years old, which was very cool. I always like being around people that well, or did now that I'm 18, I'm officially an adult. But when I was a kid, <laughs> I preferred to be around people that took me seriously rather than treating me like I was just a little kid with big dreams. And Linda really pushed my range and helped me establish this sound that I now put into every single song. And through 
working at SEPTI and then getting lessons there. I've learned how to play the guitar, the piano. I've learned how to songwrite and be in the studio a bunch and on stage performances. I've gotten this great experience that has prepared me for this moment that every artist dreams of. And Septian has really, really been there for me always. I mean, like last week I went to Septian for a guitar lesson because I had a performance and had to sing a song that I didn't know yet. So it's nice. They're like a family that I've always had. Now, uh, speaking of you know, your career as an artist, you're a part of the Warner family. What has that been like? It's been so cool. I mean, every artist dreams of signing a record deal and Warner was so obviously the perfect fit for me. And it has been such a blessing to work with them. They're all so kind, so hardworking and on top of it. It's nice to have people that are as, as, passionate about your project as you are. And Warner is exactly what I wanted in a team. They're so amazing and they're so nice and let me voice my opinion. They don't try to overpower what I have to say about my music, which is so nice. And if I have an opinion about something or have a creative idea, they're like, okay, let's do that. And we just go, you know, straight for it. So it's nice to have that team that supports your opinion. Let's talk about your single. See you later. 10 years. I think the line, this isn't goodbye. This is simply see you later resonated with a lot of people. And why do you think that lyrics connects to so many people? Why did you think that one specifically stood out? I think it's because you can take that line in any way that you want it to. And I think it's really cool when artists that I love release music um, with lyrics that can translate to many parts of people's lives. And that line, this isn't goodbye, this is simply see you later, resonates to so many people for so many different reasons. And when I wrote the song, I didn't realize how broad the meaning was and to that specific lyric and when i started posting on tiktok it, it took a couple of days for people to start posting to it but people were relating to the song in so many different ways and it was able to bring them healing in parts of their areas that you can't even imagine and i think it's so cool that that song was able to bring light to people in a different way that I didn't even mean to. It just, it just kind of did for them, which is so cool. And I love when artists do that. So I was so happy that I was able to provide a song for people that did that same exact thing for me. I love that too. I love when people can relate different experiences to even a singular song, but like it has so many different meanings for everybody. And a lot of people can interpret that line you know, to be romantic or whatnot, but could apply to so many different things like family members, friendships or whatever. Like yeah. if you have to like relocate or if just something just happened and um, you feel like there's like, you know, a pause in a relationship and then you're like, this isn't goodbye. This is simply see you later. And I, I think so many people can take away so many different things. And that you're right. It's so beautiful about that because everybody can add their piece of the story to yours and it yeah that's what exactly I love that about music and I love talking about that with artists Mm -hmm. (laughs) same here it's really cool it's a really cool thing that people are able to add their story to a story that I'd already written and established but they're able to completely change it which I'm totally down for and it's so cool hey nerds thank you for sticking around with us we hope you're enjoying the episodes so far we're always looking to improve the show so any and all feedback you can give us is greatly appreciated. We're also constantly on the lookout for creatives to feature, 
So if you think you'd be perfect or know someone we should speak to, let us know. We can be reached over on our contact page at popnerdlounge.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. You did another version of the record with Jake. So how did this collaboration happen and what was your experience like working with him? Well, everybody knew that we wanted to do a feature. It was kind of a no-brainer that it was the next step for See You Later. And I was worried that I was going to have to write the guy's perspective. I knew that we needed to get a guy's perspective in there. And when Jake said that he wanted to do it, he was like, give me a day. I was like, okay. (laughs) That's what he said to everybody. He's like, give me a day. And he wrote the verse and he recorded his vocals at home because he has an at-home studio. And he just put the cherry on top of the Sunday with absolutely no sweat. Like it felt like almost no effort, but clearly he's so talented. It took, he was like, the verse took me like less than like, everything took me like less than 20 minutes. I was like, you're kidding. I was like, you're kidding. And he was like, no, like it was really quick. Like I felt very inspired by the song. And obviously that was a compliment towards me, but I was like, dude, how did you do that? And working with him was so cool. I mean, he's, a singer-songwriter himself, he produces his own music with his brother, which is so cool. Um, he comes from a musical family and works with his mom. He's also f- very family-oriented, which is cool because I'm also very close to my mom. We had a lot of things in common, and our differences even brought us closer in the process of filming. We had so many cool conversations, and he was so kind and respectful. One of the most respectful people I've ever met in the industry. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he is very tall. <laughs> He was like six foot seven. I had to stand on an app. I had to stand on an apple box um, for some of the scenes. So it was really fun. Such a fun experience. And it was nice. It was nice to have another artist to work with and kind of, you know, have that team effort thing going on there. Yeah, it felt like um, felt like he added to the conversation. I love that you guys wanted to take See You Later as as a duet or as a feature and just kind of add on to it. And I just love the visual that you guys created for it as well. Um, it just it felt very familiar and it felt very comforting towards the record. And so I just absolutely love the whole thing together. Aw, thank you. Yeah, I definitely think him adding his verse added a whole nother layer to the song and a completely different perspective, which was nice for somebody to give that because everybody online had been giving their own perspective. So it was cool to officially have somebody else on Apple Music and Spotify giving their perspective. (laughs) What would you tell the younger version of yourself at the start of your career? Ooh, I would tell her. Oh, that's really hard. I think I would tell my younger self to not be scared of failure and to keep growing from failure and to remember that your opinion is so important no matter how old you are. Like you're equally as much as human as the adults are. (laughs) And my creative opinion is very important and you should always vocalize it in the studio. And I think that's what I would tell her. And to always, of course, this sounds so cliche, but to be herself and to share her own creative thoughts versus trying to copy another artist. I love that. And I especially love that little last bit of advice too, because I feel like in this industry, especially if you're in a creative hub like LA or New York, it can be um, easily tempting to try to change who you are to adapt to your to your colleagues or to your environment but just being remembering to be authentic I think that's how 
you per, uh, like persist and you you move on in your creative career is just remaining authentic to who you are. Because there's a lot of people trying to move with the trends and try to keep up with what's happening. But if you stick to who you are, I think that's an even bigger statement. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important for people to realize that they can be the ones that start trends rather than just follow them. It's so important to you know, post your own creative thoughts versus copying everybody else's and copying sounds like very brutally honest, but it's so true because if you start putting your own opinions out there and putting your own creative thoughts, then it might just go somewhere. And it's, you never know. You really never know that one really small idea that you might have might grow into something huge that people love. You mentioned working with uh, Ryan Tedder and you guys were working on finding your sound and finessing your sound. Do you think you found it yet? Are you still developing it? I think an artist is always developing their own sound. I mean, as I've grown up, my music taste has changed so much. And I think in the next two years, my music taste is going to change again. But I think for now, we've established a sound that totally fits what I love in music and what I've been listening to and what I love lyrically and who I am at the moment. So I think we've done a great job in establishing that sound. Of course, we're still working on it, but we have over a dozen songs already and they all feel very fitting to me and who I am as a human being and as an artist, which is always important. And I'm excited to see within the next couple of years how my sound will change because I know I'll always be trying to develop my sound. Very good answer. Very good answer. Thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I always envision whenever um, artists release bodies of work, I always envision them as like yearbooks in their life, just kind of like little chapters and documents of like their memoir, their musical, yes. like audio memoir or whatnot. And so, yeah, I like that. I like that it's always constantly evolving because uh, I know that for years I hear consumers of music. They're like, you know, i.e., let's say, like Maroon 5. Their last album changed so much from the, you know, previous one. And you're kind of thinking, well, isn't that the point, though? To, to you know, go with what they're instinctively sounding at the moment or, like, what's, like, uh, fresh. Like, I know that we're saying set trends rather than, like, follow them. But, like, at the same time, you're like, you want you want to be able to go with what's popular, but make it your own, like add your own twist to what's, you know, what's current. And so I like that. I like that you're, there's like no one definitive thing that's going to stick around. You're always evolving and growing. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, Jenna, you've just been so amazingly delightful to speak with. I've had such a great time chatting with you. We've reached my final question for you, which is what is your why for being a creative? Ooh, well, I didn't realize how creative I was until I got a little bit older. And I feel like being creative has been the one thing that I can contribute to the world and, and place positivity out there that hasn't really been seen a lot lately. And my goal has always been to be a light in a troubled world. And in this day and age, I think people really need a girl. Like I want to be the girl that I needed when I was eight years old. Like I want to, I want to be that person that little girls can look up to and feel like I want to be like that one day. And I always want to hold a great example for little kids and for my nieces and nephew. And I always want to keep that image for myself and just overall to be a light. I don't think I could have ended our conversation any better than that. <laughs> That's 
fantastic. That's that's fantastic. I we need more people like that, especially uh, young artists who are up and coming as well. Because uh, you know, you always see people who, um, I don't know, their positivity isn't always what's reflected out in the media and with uh, with creative arts. And so you you always want to see people who want to inject that kindness and that positivity out in the world and be good role models for future generations. Like, like you said, you know, be there, uh, be a good model for, for kids and to show somebody that, Hey, you know, I want to be like that someday. And cause that's what I needed to, when I was a kid, there wasn't a lot of kids like me. So I get that. And I appreciate that. Aw, thank you, Steph. That's very sweet. <laughs> well, Jenna, you've just been so wonderful. I'm going to turn the floor over to you, and you can tell our listener where to find you on social media, where they can check out your music, and anything else you want to tease. Oh, okay, cool. Um, well, you can follow me on all socials. They're all at It's Jenna Rain, and that will keep you updated on what's to come for me, whether that's touring, whether that's another EP or single you know, musically. And I definitely want to advise you to follow my TikTok. That's where I tease all of my songs. And you can kind of hear everything before everybody else does on where See You Later and 2% is, which is Apple Music and Spotify. You'll be able to get a head start before everybody else that's listening and streaming. So yeah, follow me on TikTok at It's Jenna Rain and be on the lookout for more music. More music. (laughs) Awesome. Jenna, thank you so much. You've just been wonderful. Thank you. It's been so nice to meet you. Thank you for taking the time to do this. It means the world. Special thanks to Jenna for being this week's guest. If you want to learn more about Jenna, visit the links in the show notes. Popner Lounge is executive produced by Vico and Steph Pham. Vico serves as the creative director and Steph Pham serves as the editor and host. For all things Popner Lounge, visit our website at popnerlounge.com. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you tune in next time to join us for another conversation with a fellow creative. For Popner Lounge, I'm Steph Pham. <laughs>